and welcome to Loose and Tight Rugby, the rugby podcast with a father and son's view from the front row. A very warm welcome to you today. My name is Russ Mungavin. I'm the tight head side. Let me introduce to you my dad, Steve Mungavin, the loose head. And hello, Ross. Uh, hello, everybody. And it's a head-to-head, Ross. It's a head-to-head. It's a face-to-face podcast. I don't think you'd come off very well in a head-to-head scrummage with me, Dad. Oh, uh, I think we've been down this road before, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, but, uh, well, 40 years ago, might have been different. In your prime. Yeah, indeed. You never this know, could Ross. be like that film, you know, Rocky Balboa, when they, they do like the computer simulation of young Rocky versus oh, really? the, top, the top boxer, you know. Yeah. Would young dad beat yeah. current Ross? Let's call it an honourable draw, Ross, and then move <laughs> on to the podcast. Well, not, because I can hammer you. I'm going to call Whoa, it a draw. Boy, like, boy. <laughs> That's fighting talk, yeah. Um, no, it's changed days, Ross. It's changed days in rugby, of course. I know, you're not allowed to punch people in the face <clears> in the scrum. Smoking Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, Ross, I mean, you look after all your nutrition and uh, diet and... Yes, health. I am certainly a finely tuned athletic yeah, machine. What was it you were saying? Three double cheeseburgers or something? Like triple that. double. Yeah. Uh, you know, excellent pre-match nutrition. Six burgers, Ross, yeah. from McDonald's. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Listen, let's... I mean, we're at the end of the rugby season now, Ross. Um, yeah, but we're in the off season. It's bulking time. You know, it's you've got bulking to bulk time. up, you know, get, get the, the weight on for next but, season. Yeah, I mean, although the the, the playing season is effectively finished, uh, there's still quite a few rugby issues around, Ross, that's uh, worth chatting about. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of rugby news on. And um, we've just had the draw for the European Cup, for example, for next season. Yes, yes, and, and uh, it's uh, thrown up some tasty morsels. Ross. Each of the pools look uh, look pretty difficult. Don't <laughs> they're tough draws, aren't they? Yeah, well, that's a tough. Last night, Dad and I were talking about the different pools, the different draws, and after I read out the teams in each pool, Dad would say, "Oh, that's a tough pool. Oh, that's a tough pool." It's <laughs> like, okay, can we just acknowledge that? Every it's a difficult competition because yeah, all some, of the teams are like the top teams in Europe. Some pools are tougher than others, Ross. Eh? Well, so, which one do you reckon is the, the 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 toughest pool? Which one would you not want to be in? I would not want to be in Group Four, Ross, which Group is uh, Saracens, Munster, Racing ninety two, and Ospreys. I think Ospreys are going to get hammered in that pool because they struggled a bit this season. Well, they did, but they've still got decent players, Ross. You know, they can still. You know, do something. I will sort of do too long. And where are they? Well, I know. But, I mean, you've got three top teams there. Racing, Munster and Saracens. Yeah. You know, that's going to be it. Uh, to me, that's the tough pool. Um, that's a tough pool. Yeah. Well. Tough uh, pool. So what do you think of Ulster, Group 3? I think that's a pretty decent pool. Like, Claremont, Auvergne. Claremont are probably the, the favourites in that one. Claremont, yeah. Ulster, Harlequins and Bath. Mm-hmm. Like, I think like Ulster have a good record against Harlequins particularly at Ravenhill. Yeah. Um, so I think that they're beatable. Mm-hmm. I think we could definitely take Bath on a good day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Claremont, I mean, you never know. Like last season, we, we got some good wins over Racing, mm-hmm. some good wins over Scarlet, so Scarlets. Um, so I think we can yeah. beat the best in Europe. A wet January evening in exactly, Belfast. Exactly, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if Ulster perform as well as they did in the pool stages last season, we should get through. Then we should get through. I know yeah. we're going to be missing the likes of Rory Best and Darren Cave and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but... You know, oh, but yeah, but there'll be other players coming through. Yeah, there's some good guys coming in to replace yeah. them. 
And interesting as well, Ross, that uh, Glasgow, this is group two now, um, Glasgow are in the same group as Exeter, where Stuart Hogg, Glasgow's best player, has moved to. Mm, so that's quite yeah. a tasty little feature, isn't it? Yeah, that's a tough group, that one. It's, it's a hard, hard group, that one. Hard yeah. group, pool too. Glasgow, Exeter, uh, yeah. La Rochelle and Sale. But that'll be, that'll be an emotional occasion for Stuart Hogg, like his yeah. first European season with Exeter and he's playing against his old club. Yeah, no, that'll be an interesting one. That'll be a great trip, that Glasgow, Rochelle, La Rochelle game, Ross. If you're able to get... Uh, to La Rochelle for that one, that would be cracking. Well, if you're buying the tickets, Dad, then I'll go on the flight. <laughs> uh, and Exeter, of course, Glasgow Exeter, that'll be a good one. Yes, that uh, one I'm probably good. more likely to go to because it's down Sandy Park and that's you know, a trek, even a trek from London, Ross. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, I mean it is a wee journey, you know. Mm. But um, my cousin was saying that he can might be able to sort us out with a few few ticks. So we'll head very down good. There. Yeah, no, that would be a great trip. So. All to play for in that one, Ross. I would look forward to it. But um, yeah, tough draws. Tough, tough groups. <laughs> tough groups. Yeah. What about, yeah. We have not. We've not talked about Pool One or Pool Five. Leinster, Leon, Northampton, Benetton. Yeah. Um, well, Leinster will be the favourites. Yeah. One. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that'll be a problem there. Pool Five: Toulouse, Gloucester, Connacht, Montpellier. Yeah. Toulouse. Toulouse will be favourites for that one. It'll be hard for Toulouse. To lose that pool. Oh God, that is pathetic. That's more like one of my jokes, Ross. <laughs> that is weird. Oh, well, the um, apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, does you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a tough group as well, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> tough, tough competition. Yeah. Anyway, European Cup just announced. Uh, I suppose people are starting to make their make their plans now, Ross. You know, for travel and so on and so forth. Yeah, that yeah, will be. That'll be good. Talking about French rugby. I think the last uh, sort of professional competitive game of the season was last week, where yeah. Toulouse didn't lose. Ross, they beat um, Clermont. Well, you can't uh, bag me for that joke they? and then use like exactly the same joke. They beat Clermont Auvergne last week. I watched that on TV actually. Um, in a sense, I was I was I was kind of disappointed that Clermont didn't win because Greg Laidlaw um, plays for them, you know, the Scotland captain. Um, but Toulouse did come top of the front, the top fourteen championship in France and you know my views Ross I think you know they, yeah, top they, they, deserve, they deserve to win so yeah, fair play to them but it's just a way of extending the season isn't it yeah you know because like in any other league situation yeah. the team with the most points wins the league I know I know you know are we, are we interested in French rugby not uh, really not no. really apart from the Irish or Scottish players that play in, in France yes but, um, Finn Russell's still playing in France, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yep, uh, and um, Richie um, Gray. Gray, yeah, Gray. he plays in France as well. There you go. Um, yeah, but no, the big thing for me in France, Ross, is too long. Where have they gone? Well, exactly. We were talking about them earlier. Yeah. That they, Where have they gone? They were they were dominant in Europe for years and had all these massive oh, signings twice, then, didn't they? But it seems like. The club culture over there Aye. just is not is not good. They've just got a bunch of mercenaries, you think, playing well, for them. There's a bunch of mercenaries, but also the owner likes to meddle in the club. Oh, like, all right. We yeah. heard earlier in the season we talked we talked about it on the pod about uh, Savea Julian Savea over there and the, yeah. the the owner of the club putting a load of pressure on him, saying like, mm. "Oh, I think that they've they've sent me a a fake Savea. Oh, right. He's not yeah. the right guy." And all I thought I was getting the real deal. And, mm. 
you know, that just doesn't make for a good playing atmosphere, mm-hmm. I don't think. So they bombed in Europe and, and they were the bottom half of the league in France. Yeah. Ninth out of 14, Ross. Yeah. Well, if anything, you might say that that, that shows where their professionalism can be taken too uh, far in yeah, rugby. Yeah, checkbook. Uh, rugby isn't yeah it? it's not just a job yeah. you know the play it's it, there's an emotional aspect to yeah. it as well yeah and players have to want to play you know they've got to feel yeah. part of something before yeah. they're actually gonna you're gonna get the best out of them anyway are we that bothered nah, nah. nah. okay what, uh, what else is it well Ross what about the news about um London Irish, you talk about signings, they've been signing up players. They have been splashing oh, the cash. Splashing the cash. Yeah, a few big signings there. Yeah, Paddy Jackson. Signed Paddy Jackson. Yeah. And yeah. a sponsor immediately withdraws then. Yeah, two must. sponsors withdraw, cash converters. Cash converters. Although people they were going to withdraw anyway. Yeah, they've been trying it. to say that the kind of contract period with them was up and they just yeah. didn't fancy renewing. Yeah. You know, but the big one is obviously Diageo and Guinness. Uh, there's been a long association uh, yeah about 30 years they sponsored London Irish because it's an obvious sponsor you know yeah yeah. Um, and apparently they were a big part of like London Irish's uh, St. Patrick's Day celebrations and stuff like that you know yeah yeah. Um, so that'll be a big loss do you think that's fair Ross or or not I don't really think so like I think I know we've talked about Paddy Jackson before Mm. but at what stage do you say okay the fellas had enough you know, we've given him enough. Just let him play. You know, I think when he shows a bit of contrition and uh, a bit he, of humility, has he, he not? No, I don't believe so, Ross. I think uh, he apologised for the events of the the, well, the night. I, he says, I, "I regret what happened." And yeah, I'm sure he does regret it. Yeah, because it's ruined his his career. But um, no, I, I I can understand Diageo to be honest, Ross. If you're talking about values. Yeah. You know, you have to make sure that you're not associated with anything that. Uh, contradicts those values and standards. And well, so I think I just think it's a bit, bit rich for a purveyor of alcohol to come out and talk about moral values. You know, these people who are promoting drinking. You know, obviously they put on like, oh, I always drink responsibly and all of their adverts, but they're in the business of drunkenness, right? Um, I'm not sure if they're in the business of drunkenness. Well, yeah, they are. I mean, that's what Guinness is associated with, isn't it? Like, they're hardly upstanding moral pillars of society, especially when you consider the the tax avoidance that Diageo has been allegated. Or yeah, well, we would all avoid tax, Ross. You know, if we had the chance. I mean, you would avoid tax. I would avoid it. We're not doing anything illegal. We just uh, I think there's a question mark, isn't there? That they might have done. I, I don't know about that. I, I couldn't possibly comment uh, uh, on that, you know. But so anyway, I, I, I just think, like, you know, we're fooling ourselves if we're saying, oh, Diageo are these great upstanding pillars and Paddy Jackson is, like, the, the worst of the worst. Yeah. yeah what, what he did was terrible, right? And um, we, we can't hide from that. We can't uh, dilute that at all. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, at some stage you've got to say, right, okay, this fella's taken taking it on the chin and mm. let's just let him play again. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think we'll have to just disagree on that one then, Rosto. Yeah, um, I think so. Okay, so what else is happening in the world of rugby, Ross? Well, I'm, go- I'm going to um, a rugby club dinner on Friday night, Dollaraki's Rugby Club, uh, my old school. Is that right? An annual dinner. Is it going to be, uh, be a bit loose, is it? 
No, no, no. I think it'll be quite tight, actually. A few, few Guinnesses. <laughs> a few Guinnesses. Yeah. Guinnesses. Paddy Jackson's the keynote bit, speaker. Bit of nudity. <laughs> no, no, no. It, uh, What's that song you always sing, Dad? It's basically... Oh, well, balls, balls to your partner, arse against the wall. Oh, the sponsors should definitely pull out I of that see, club, Dad. I, I, can't see, I can't see much of that, Ross. Sort of it's basically a bunch of old guys like me, just sort of... <laughs> Reminiscing about the old days when, when you know, you uh, used to get naked and drink Guinness out of a shoe. Uh, I don't think I did drink Guinness, Ross. No, well, mm. something else, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> out of a rugby boot, <laughs> exactly. Right, this is right. This is one of the other things. Just sorry to bring it back to, to Paddy Jackson, but yeah. it's one of the other things I kind of feel about this is we're kidding ourselves if we think that a lot of rugby players aren't acting in the same way that Paddy Jackson did. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. You There's know, a cultural behaviour. Like I've thing been in the changing was. rooms, you know. I've uh, been out on the yeah, night side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I've been at the awards dinners. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. The, a lot of players. It's great, isn't it? Like <laughs> 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 a lot of players act the same way. Yeah. You know, but they're well, not look, getting they're canned. This, they're not kind of right, right. They're, they're not, not getting canned. You know, they're not. Yeah, but they're not. They're getting paid quarter of a million a year, Ross. Yeah, I know. right? They're not the public spotlight. Well, no, but that surely that doesn't make it. Oh, come on, Ross! It does, it does. But even even the players who are in the public spotlight, mm. like they're getting on like that as well, because mm. they're just blokes, aren't they? They're young blokes with a stack of cash. They think they're it. Yeah, but when you sign up, Ross, when you're a professional rugby player, you sign up to a certain uh, code of conduct and values, and I'm afraid that sticks with you. Um, whether you're on duty or off duty, if you're in the public eye. Uh, it's quite different from, uh, uh, you know, some of your mates at Saracens Rugby Club. I can't remember the guy in particular, but uh, <laughs> I won't mention him anyway. No, I did remember him, but, uh, you know, it's quite different from him and, uh, you know, an international rugby yeah. player. Look, I'm not I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's more prevalent. It than is. Really uh, there's a cultural behavioural uh, thing. You're, you're, you're quite right. Um, but anyway, uh, there won't be any of that at Dollarakis, Ross. I can no, assure you, it'll no. be a fine, upstanding dinner. No, and uh, yeah, just no a drinking bunch, out of boots. Just a bunch of alakadoos, really, yeah. uh, reminiscing about the no getting the killed off the old school days. Yeah, yeah, but it should be good. I think um, John Barkley, the, the, the former Scotland captain, um, is a former pupil, and they usually try and get him along to speak at it. So it should be good. Good, very yeah. good. Um, good evening. Yeah, and actually, one of the speakers who I do know uh, of is a former England international uh, called David Trick. He used to play for Bath. And um, is he? He's a former pupil of Dollar, is he? No, 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 no. I don't think so. I'm not I sure what really. the association is, but uh, just get a he's a keynote like speaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he should be quite good. I'm sure he's a few things to say about professional rugby and and so on. So I'm looking forward to that. That's Friday Friday night in Dollar. So. I should be going up to that. Um, so moving from grassroots rugby, Ross, up to the, the the highest level of rugby, the Lions in South Africa, two years' time. Yes, Gatland has been signed again as coach. Yeah, no surprises there, Ross. First man since Ian McKeekin to do it three times. Yeah, no surprise. I think he's the he's the, the, the first choice, isn't well, he, really? I mean, yes, but only because the others distanced themselves from the job. Like Jewish Schmidt and Eddie Jones both said they didn't want it. If they were both in the ring, who would you have gone for, though? Mm. Would you have gone for Gatland? I would have said so. I would have. Certainly not his, Jones. Because so. of his tour experience? Or? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, Jones. you can't fault his success, Ross. You know, to draw a series in New Zealand and and uh, you know to win. Um, I I was really happy with the draw, Australia. right? Australia. But someone made a good point the other day that New Zealand New Zealand weren't celebrating a draw. No, you know, no. like no. why why are we celebrating a draw? Like. New Zealand, they they were disappointed with that. Well, at home, New Zealand would expect to win. That's why, Ross. Well, exactly, right. Whereas but I think, I think, especially in the circumstances, I I, I think a draw is is pretty is very satisfactory for the Lions. To yeah, it is. It's a, it's a good thing. Like New Zealand are a yeah. good team, you know. But I don't think we should be saying, "Oh, Gatland, you know, he's he's amazing." Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Between, if everyone was in, I would yeah. have gone for Schmidt, and maybe yeah. that's because of the Irish bias, but. Um, I think his his pre match preparation and his strategy. I think technically Smith is, is much and better. Yes, and and more detail. I think Gatland seems to have a better or a stronger relationship with players. I think than Schmidt. Only with the Welsh ones, though. Like, I know that's the other thing. You know, he takes a bunch Welsh of Welsh boys over there. He kind of. I, I felt like last yeah. tour, he kind of diluted the standard of the Lions yeah. a bit by bringing over guys Aye. from the Welsh setup. Who he yeah. knew, but who hadn't really played for Wales, yeah. and who weren't really of the standard that you would yeah. expect of the Lions, like bringing in second rows that no one had ever heard of. I know when the the competition for the second row berth mm. was so hot. Yeah, like how many good second rows are there in England alone? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And of course, the old question will be how many, how many Scots, if any, um, will get on, will the tour. on that tour? Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like how many went on the last one? Like two or three. Two, two. Tommy Seymour and um, Stuart Hogg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is bad. Like, there's a lot of Scots boys who should have been on there. Like yeah. Finn Russell would have been a great midweek, yeah, yeah. midweek yeah. fly half. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah. So anyway, one to watch there, Ross. Yeah. Maybe loose and tight rugby should should be there. Yeah. For that well, tour, eh? If anyone wants to sponsor us to go out, we'll definitely... see if we can get uh, press accreditation and uh, <laughs> follow the lines around. You might Savannah, finally but... get into the press box. Oh, good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, Ross, other world rugby news: the 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 notion of um, a nations championship, the top twelve teams in the world playing in a league. Yeah, that idea has been scrapped. It's been right? cancelled. Yeah, because of a lack of support from the participating nations, I think. Yeah, there had to be a majority. Yeah, um, in favour yeah. of sorry, not majority. Um, there has to there had, there had to be unanimous yeah. uh, agreement on that, yeah. and there there wasn't. I think there were just oh. there were big question marks that hadn't been addressed. Yeah, and the rugby players' association were not happy about it. You know. Yeah. Um. So there was like the the heavy travel schedule. Rest time in yeah. between games, getting time off yeah. from rugby over the summer to let your body recuperate yeah. because it's not like another job. You know, we talked about the emotional intensity that it takes to play rugby. Also, there's a, a huge physical toll, particularly the, the the top end of the yeah the game. Yeah. yeah, you know, so you need to let guys. Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad it was scrapped. I I mean, I call me old fashioned, but I mean, I I quite like the Six Nations and oh yeah, what that, goes with Six it. Nations. You know, that's yeah. a, a historical tournament that. You know, you don't want to let go of lightly. I know. I mean, there would have been some good things about it in the sense that smaller nations would have had more exposure. Well, I know Fiji, to, would, to Fiji, level. for example, would be playing. You know, the, the top ten teams. Yeah, you know, and Japan. Japan get that's a bit right. more exposure. That's right. You know. No, I can let, see it. I can see it benefit strategically around the around the world and the development of rugby. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. But just practically, I'm not disappointed. I'm not disappointed. Ross, um, this podcast is getting a bit serious. We need a bit of a laugh now. Um, what's happening at um, Saracens Amateur Club? Well, not a whole lot. <laughs> not a whole lot because it's the off season. We're eating pies and cheeseburgers and all that kind of stuff, you know. Drinking Guinness. Drinking Guinness from a shoe. Um, yeah. No, but you have got some news though, haven't you? Uh, you've got a date to, uh, tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get what you're talking about. The um, Tonight, right? And there have been some question marks about whether or not this is fake news, <laughs> right? But I spoke to the club chairman this morning, and it, apparently it's on, uh-huh. right? Maru Itoji yes. is coming down to the club. Wow. Because someone is making a film about him, probably like BT Sport or something, yeah, yeah. are making a film about Maru, and uh, he's coming down to Saris, yeah. and they've asked for some top lads yeah. to so, come over. Do you know to, any, Ross? <laughs> <laughs> to, to come over and... Uh, help him out with a few of his line-out lifts and things like that. You know, he needs a bit of hand getting in the air, so... That sounds like a great opportunity. They said, here, Ross, can we, can you come over and yeah. just teach Maro a couple of things? Yeah, Ross, we need somebody to lift Maro. Do you know anyone? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually a bit nervous about it. Like, he's, he's a big guy. He's like 18 stone, 6 foot 5. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. am I, I going to be able to get him up there? I wonder if he got this to share the same concerns, Ross. He's <laughs> thinking, God... Uh, Rossman Gavin is going to be lifting me tomorrow. I hope yeah. I'm up to it. You know? Yeah, yeah, he's got too much power. Yeah, you know, he right. might he might just send me into the sky. <laughs> too much power. But that'll be a great opportunity. For yeah, the good crack, the good crack. All yeah. the lads turn up. You know, yeah. filming. You'll probably get more people turn up tonight. Than you, you well, you this, for training. this is the thing. You know, <laughs> we were saying um, how many people have sort of come out of the woodwork to say that they'll come and lift Maru. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than uh, just come down to training. Is that you know? basically a few shots of him being lifted in the line now? Is that what well, they're looking for? Well, they said we need to be filming for like two and a half hours or something. Oh, really? Right? Yeah. And they want to do, they've asked if we can bring a grey suit to, <laughs> to do a, a scene on a coach. I don't know if there's going to be a few beers involved All right. or if we're going, to, we're going to sing some club songs or something. All right. Is this in your England uh, rugby sort of standard issue players suit, Ross? Well, if they want to give me some stash, like I'll definitely take some stash. Um, but no, it's I've got a grey suit that I bought when you were about sixteen, about yeah. ten years ago when I was like nineteen. So I'm going to see if I can uh, if I can squeeze into the suit. Is that is that the, the grey shiny one with the, the wee lapels? It's not shiny. It's not a shiny suit. <laughs> It's not like shark skin super like Well just what you don't need to sort of bend over or something. Yeah, I know, right? The yeah, ass might get ripped out of that. That would be a bit awkward and they get it on film as well. You know. But no, well, that should be a good good time. Good sounds time. like a bit of fun. Um yeah. yeah, and Ross, again the less formal part of this podcast, uh, Saints and Sinners. Your feature of the week, you know, where you identify those guys who've, and girls who've made a, a positive contribution to rugby and those who've uh, let themselves and, and rugby down. Well, I think we'll start with start with sinners. It's probably good to go take a, a sort of whole wide-angle view of the season. Yes. say, who are the seasons? Since Because in the All past right. week, there's not been that much rugby. No, that's true. Not been that much rugby happening, no. you know. Yeah. I think in terms of sinners, I, I do want to pick out a Frenchman. Um, yeah, let's have a pop week. at the French let's again. Not as French, yeah. yeah. Not that anyone cares about them, but yeah. Um, Roman Entomac, right? To Toulouse won the top fourteen. That's right. That's and right. there's a video of him surfaced online, 
of him surfing on the trophy. So the trophy's like this big flat I'll need to have a look at this video, you know, Ross. But... And he sort of throws the trophy into the surf and then runs and jumps on it and like surfs along. Oh, really? So the, the tr- is, the tr- is the trophy a traditional sort of shaped it's, it's trophy? It's not a cup. No, it's not a cup. Right, so it's like shaped like a surfboard then. It's like a big flat board, you know, oh, right. with, with something inlaid into oh, it. Oh, right, know, okay. Like a crest or something. So it's sort of made for surfing then, really, Ross. Well, sounds it? like it, sounds like it. But I thought, you know, you wouldn't. I've never won any silverware, right? <laughs> and if I did, I probably wouldn't go surfing on it, you know? Well, unless it was shaped like a surfboard, Ross. <laughs> and you happen to be near the sea. <laughs> exactly, with yeah. two to lose, probably is. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm being reminded, Ross, of the, um, the story when uh, Scotland won the Calcutta Cup in 1990. And. Um, the uh, the trophy the Calcutta which was which was sort of forged from uh, you know metals from India you know and you know, rare jewels and things like that and uh, it was being kicked down <laughs> Princess Street the players John Jeffrey and some of the other Scots guys were were drop kicking the Calcutta cup oh, and passing it around fans and things you. Know. <laughs> I had to go to the uh, you know, an eminent jewellers to get get, fixed. get repaired. Yeah, yeah. Me. Uh, so you've got basically you were saying you've got to respect the trophy. Yeah, you've got to respect the trophy, you know, like because it's not going to belong to you forever. Yeah, so don't go surfing on it. Exactly. But have a look at the, the video though; it might be a good laugh. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Intermac, you're in our sin bin this week. Yeah. Any uh, other sinners you want to highlight for the the oh, season? Oh well, gosh. Uh, I don't know, Ross. If anybody's anybody stands out um, for me, um, I think um, no, I can't say that anybody stands out. I've just finished reading the book, um, The Grudge. I think I've mentioned this on the previous uh, podcast. The Grudge is a book written by Tom English, uh, who's the BBC's chief sports writer in Scotland, and uh, it. It, it it surrounds the the plot surrounds the story of the Calcutta Cup game in nineteen ninety, where England um, were riding high and um, had basically destroyed uh, Wales, France, and Ireland, uh, and the finale to the Five Nations, as it was then, um, was the game at Murrayfield between England and Scotland. Scotland narrowly defeated all the other teams, so everything was up to gra- up for grabs. It was the first time where two teams um, had everything to play for, mm. um, and, and both teams had a chance of winning the Grand Slam. And of course, England was supremely confident, and with uh, their young captain, Will Carling, they had a degree of arrogance as well um, uh, about them. And uh, the book's very good. It does contextualise it all with the the kind of you know political socio-economic um uh developments in Scotland and uh Scotland were really up for that game the whole country was up for it and I do remember actually traveling over from Northern Ireland to Edinburgh just to be there it it it, it just seems like a, a calling um and you got a good insight into some of the players and um I would highlight Brian Moore who now is a sort of uh, rugby commentator and pundit um, as being somebody who was uh, a sort of average player, but it was just a bit kind of mental, really, on the pitch. And, <laughs> uh, he was very, very driven. 
and uh, he, he he kind of wound the Scots up and uh, I think that has stayed with him uh, ever since so uh, when you ask me does anybody stand out I would say Brian Moore for being a sort of provocative little git really. <laughs> <laughs> and he still is when he commentates well, exactly. on like, right. I never like That's listening right. to Brian Moore's commentary yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially when he's with uh, that idiot Eddie Ed Butler. Butler, yeah, Eddie Butler, I yeah, know. useless, absolutely I know. useless. He thinks he's a sort of poet laureate, you know, from Wales. So, <laughs> so yeah, let let me throw both of them in, Ross. You know, yeah, just okay. for good measure, just yeah. for being boring, yeah, and rubbish, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, um, Saints then. Saints. Well, Ross, I don't know, Mark McCall. Yeah, yeah, I think Coach he's Saracens. got to name him. You know, he's a sort of quiet man of rugby, isn't he? Well, yeah, because he never—he didn't really have a, a big playing career, did he? Because he got injured no. quite early on. But he did career. play for Ireland though, as well. He, yes, he, yeah, he, he did. He did. He played, he Ulster, played for yeah. Ulster and yeah. was involved in that '99 team that won the yeah. European Championship, right? But um, I think he, but but he got injured that season, mm. so never really managed to. To do anything amazing on, on the as a pitch, player, as yeah. a player, yeah. but has has really overachieved with Saracens. Incredible, they? isn't it? Like they've been yeah. at the top of the Premiership oh, for the last sort of five years, five six yeah. years. Yeah, they've been at the top of European rugby for yeah. the same, same amount time. of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he's done an amazing job. Yeah, and primarily creating like a a club culture. It comes back mm-hmm. to what we were saying. Yeah, earlier. yeah, yeah. You know, rather than. Some teams which which take it too seriously, yeah. you know, yeah. where you're sort of straight on the bus after a game, yeah. straight into the office on Monday morning, you know, for a, a video session and yeah, sort of yeah. debrief. Like you know, he'll take the players to Barcelona or yeah. Vegas or something, yeah. and they'll just let yeah. off some steam. Yeah. They'll get together, you know, have some crack, and then they come back refreshed, yeah, and ready to play. And what they say is that at Saracens, like everybody wants to play, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, not not like Toulon where it seems to be. You know, you perform or you, yeah. you get cut, you know. Yeah. No, it's interesting, Ross. The other thing, I was reading about Saracens and, and they've got a, a, the, the core of their team have all come through the youth system. Yes. Yeah, a lot of them are, have been Saracens. You think of Jamie lives, George, yeah. the, the the Vunipola's, um, uh, what's his name, the, the fullback, no, sorry, the number eight, um, play some young guy. Um, Jackson Ray Jackson Ray row, yeah has come through the system Atoje has come through the system you know the core of their team have been there for a long time yeah and have played with each other you know for a length of time so um, there's something to be said about that um, and they've got great respect for McCall the fans love him as well um, so he's he's in a good space just now and I suppose the speculation is where would, where does he go next, if anywhere? If anywhere, yeah. he's contracted, I think, till twenty twenty two. Ross, um, so he's still got uh, he's still got a few years, a uh, few years left. So uh, on his contract, um, but I wonder what he'll do after that. But guys seem to enjoy their club rugby. You know, the international game is just a completely different focus, isn't it? The pressure is really on. Yeah. Um, to achieve, so who knows? But um, no, for me, I he's he's the standout guy. I think for yeah, I think that's for fair. Rugby. I think that's fair. I also want to highlight one of my favourite players of the season, mm-hmm. Jacob Stockdale. I think he's had a great season. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, especially 
he scored a number of tries that were very similar where he sort of takes the ball down the left wing, yeah. steps a player, drops it onto his left foot, yeah. chases it, collects it, scores. Yeah. Which you know, he did against yeah. New Zealand, he got the try that yeah. won the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. for Ireland there, yeah. so yeah, that was good. Yeah. Well Ross, if you're gonna pick an Irishman, I'd like to pick a Scotsman as well. Um <laughs> Finn Russell had moved to France this year, so it was a big a big uh challenge for him. Yeah. Um, I think he's done very well uh, playing for Racing. Yeah, that that's the French style of play seems to suit him, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, I think he's it's been a good move. Yeah, uh, for him, and uh, he seems to have been playing consistently well. And he seems to have found a, a good combination with Simon Zebo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they've both they've both done well in in Paris. So, yeah. Uh, so well well done to Finn Russell and to Jacob Stockdale uh, mm-hmm. as well. Standouts for you. Ross, any other highlights of the year for you? Any highlights of the season? Well, we mentioned there the New Zealand game. I think that was a big highlight for me back in November. Yeah. Uh, when Ireland had their second victory over New Zealand. I know. Which I thought was great because they did yeah. it before in America. And some people were saying, well, you know, it was uh, just an exhibition game. It was a non-match. Game. It was in yeah. America. It was a non-match. But this was a proper test in Dublin. Yeah. In the Aviva. Both teams going out at hammer and tongs. And uh, I thought Ireland really deserved the win, so that was a big highlight for me. I think. Yeah. Well, what about the England Scotland game, though? The Calcutta Cup. Yes. Year? Yeah. Well, that that, that was, was amazing, epic, wasn't it? That was amazing. <laughs> I don't think any other team has thrown away a thirty-one point lead, you know, to go behind yeah, yeah, and then yeah. only just snatch a, a draw, a draw at the end from the jaws of defeat. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and Scotland and re- retained the Calcutta Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully they won't go kicking it down Princess Street. <laughs> and you were saying that Eugene at uh, Saracen's uh, amateur club. He left. He, left he was at the game. Yeah, he was at the game. But he, he left. jacked it in. Yeah, yeah, he went home. He was like, oh, I'm not having any more of this. <laughs> missed it. Missed it. Absolutely missed it. Imagine Scotland had won. I know. I know. That was unbelievable. Like, there was a lot of people who did that. They just switched off the TV and yeah. did the ironing or whatever. Couldn't be bothered. Uh, catch up, caught up with the domestic chores, but that was an epic, epic game yeah. for Scotland to come back, and uh, and they were winning with about two minutes to go, and yeah. then England just rumbled over, you know. I know, yeah. Well, George George Ford was the but, hero uh, of the day, wasn't he? Off the bench. Well, um, no, nah, but Scotland will settle for thirty eight points each for us. Yeah, you take that. Twickenham any time. Yeah. So uh, it sort of, I suppose, sets things up well for for Scotland. And Glasgow had a good season as well. Sets things up well for next season. Um, yes. You know, which is not that far away, Ross, when you think of it. Well, that's right. You know, just a couple of months. A couple time. of months, we'll be back into the Yeah, pre season starting soon, you know, like yeah, I'll be kicking yeah. off. I did enjoy the, um, I mean, to take it back down to the grassroots level, I did enjoy the Ulster Championship this year. I know we, we have highlighted, you know, during the year, Ross, the, the three teams, you know, that were competing at the top. Yeah. Um, uh, Ballyclare and Instonians and Dromore. I know Instonians just pipped it at the end there, but uh, it was a great tournament. <laughs> Am I sounding as I'm repeating myself? Oh, well, a little bit. But yeah, there, yeah. There you go. It was yeah, it's good, 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 good tournament. You know, but it'd be interesting to see which which clubs sustain that. You know, going forward, Ballyclare have had a tilt now at this title for you know a couple of seasons. You know, they've been close. Yeah, Dromore have picked up 
um, this season. It'll be interesting to see how they. Yes, and he's we've got a new director of rugby now. Clan Boyd's back. We've got a new director of rugby. You know, he's uh, done a big recruitment drive, trying to bulk up the teams. Yeah, you know, trying to I get think, me to come play. I think they even even asked you, Ross. They even asked me. <laughs> you know, they were going through the back catalogue of players and thought, "Oh, well, Ross, yeah, we need." Clan was going through his black black book of yeah, need, contact numbers. Yeah, need, yeah, need a player to come and uh, you know play for the thirds or the fourths. So get get Ross back in. Yeah, no, that's good. It'd be good to get more players in and yeah. increase the competition for places. But as well as that, as we've said before, Ross, you do need a big squad. You know, you're, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Even even at that I level, mean, we've, you we've know. seen that over Saracens amateurs this season because yeah, um, you know, we've been struggling to put out a second team. Yeah, you yeah. know, and if you get a player injured at key position like yeah, um, Rob Eston, Mister Glass, like if he gets yeah an injury at, at fly half, like we don't have very many. Yeah, people, if anyone to cover. Yeah, it, you, you might know. find yourself in that position, Ross. Well, I mean, I have said I'll uh, I'll yeah. step up. You know, the play <laughs> as long as you don't have to kick the ball. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be like the Andy Good of Saracens. You know, <laughs> just your big gut, stick mitts, stand back, just distribute, distribute the ball. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. be grand. Oh, by the way, just talking about uh, big guts and stick mitts, uh, <laughs> Matthew ba- Bastereau is not included in the. The French World Cup squad. No, and now he's retired from international rugby. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he's, he's said, I'm hanging up the boots. Yeah. Because um, yeah. he's going to play in, in, in America. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, he's going to play in New York. So it's so the lure of the filthy lucre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, A uh, massive stack of cash. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> professional rugby player. Exactly. Uh, so, Ross, that's it. We've done 29 podcasts this season, plus the uh, Junior Cup Special, the Ulster Junior Cup Special, yeah. uh, which takes us up to 30 podcasts. And uh, as usual, it's been a great pleasure, great fun uh, yeah. chatting to you every week. Um, from the feedback that we've had from uh, our listeners, that seems to have gone down pretty well. So thank you for uh, for those hours of um, rugby chat mm-hmm. and banter. Yeah, thanks, Dad.